0: You're listening to World Cafe. Hey, I'm Kaleo. Omar Apollo wasn't afraid to start over. He scrapped his highly anticipated debut album on the verge of its release, the record that would eventually become Ivory. It was the right call, as one song, Evergreen, became a viral smash thanks to TikTok and became his first hit. He found admirers and industry titans like Pharrell Williams, and it led to the R&B singer's first Grammy nomination for Best New Artist. Omar's understanding and knowledge of music is impressive. He picked up a bunch of that knowledge playing in church as a teenager in Hobart, Indiana, working in Guitar Center and watching singing tutorials on YouTube. His approach to production and vocal performance is meticulous, as you'll hear in our conversation. Plus, Omar will talk about the very clever way he impressed his father by deducing what his dad considered good singing. It's pretty brilliant, and it's coming up in a minute. First, let's get into a performance of Archetype. It's Omar Apollo.
1: There's a lot of boys in California They don't get along Like you and I So pity that you kill me softly If you were to leave If I were to die You know I really want to risk it all it's my collarbone If I'm all Come on Let me petrify There's a lot of boys in California. What? They don't get along like you and I.
0: It's Omar Apollo, recorded live at King's Theater in Brooklyn with Archetype. It is from his debut solo album, Ivory. The Grammy-nominated artist is my guest today on World Cafe. My name is Kaleo. Omar, nice to meet you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Very nice to meet you, too. So... It's kind of crazy to me. Ivory has six or seven songs on Spotify with more than 10 million plays. You got Evergreen with 150 million plays. Uh, this record really kind of broke you out to the mainstream. So it's incredible to me that you had an entirely different album ready to go and you scrapped it. I, I kind of want to sort of dive into that just as a starting point. What were you feeling about those songs, that material, when you made that decision?
2: I think ultimately, like, what was the, the main feeling that made me actually, like, make my decision and uh, and decide to make a new album was that I wasn't, you know, I'd, I always kind of, you know, I make things very present in the moment, but when I'm, you know, in the process of, you know, releasing and, thinking, you know, rehearsing and, you know, thinking about all those things, I was like, oh, I, I am not excited to play any of these songs for anybody. Like, none of them make me happy, none of them make me um Everything was rushed, there was no, it was like soulless, it was kind of just like, ah, da 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 to hear songs. As opposed to like me applying myself and like actually trying.
0: And so what, is that, what does that look like? Because you know, the last thing you want to do is scrap a bunch of songs that you know you're not excited to play for anybody, you're, you know, you feel like you kind of got rushed through the process. Now you got to go back in and do it again, but you make sure you don't want to feel that way again. What had to change for the songs that eventually made Ivory?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the main thing that had to change is mm-hmm. I had to feel like I tried, you know, sometimes songs, I make them really quick, but, you know, when it's a job and you have to constantly deliver and constantly, you know, write, you know, and change, develop as a songwriter, as opposed to writing regurgitated, regurgitated versions of, you know, your songs over and over again.
0: Well, how, how do you know when it's time to give up on a song? Well, i become like
2: very, you know, very obsessive person. So i become extremely obsessed. I'll definitely have, like, you know, like a 20-minute bounce of my, in my phone of just ideas, 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 ideas on a, of a song, just one song. You're just fine-tuning, moving, changing words, cadence, melodies, all of that stuff is just, you know, I, and it's not like that all the time, but that's kind of how I've been working lately, it's just like that, so... It's kind of like when you when you know like you know when you're when you're just chipping away at it for for so long and then you just kind of know it's just like oh it's just a feeling you know kind of like when you fall in love with somebody you just kind of know
0: occasionally though there are songs that you got to work to make that love it's not it's not oh, love yeah, yeah, for, yeah. si- like, uh,
2: for the love for sure. <laughs> right, like,
0: well like reading like about bad life like you know you were just talking about like working harder you you sound like you really w- were like we're gonna make this song work no matter how many drafts and i know there were, you know, over a dozen drafts, maybe 20 some odd drafts making that song work. Like, what, what did you know about the love in that song that you're like, all right, we're, we're getting through this. We're going to make this happen.
2: Uh, That might've been the first time that I really started that working like that. Cause before then it was just Freudian slips and like, just like, you know, very quick is like, and and if I didn't like it, then the song was just done. I was like, Oh, I'm I'm moving on. I realized that if there, if I put in enough effort, you know, there's something there, but it's just like when you when you do something for so long you gain like this awareness of what it is, like a bird's eye view as opposed to like feeling lost, like well where to go. It's like no, you're like at the top just watching what it could be, you know? Um and I think the thing that kept it going, as I was, you know the first thing I said on that song was that's a bad life. Like I was just just the, just the chorus. That's a bad life. Bad life that <laughs> Figure out the verses now, like you know, and, and I, you know, we was working on it
0: for months and changed it and like months, year, a year, yeah, yeah. It's Omar Apollo on World Cafe. His latest album is Ivory. Um, I also have to ask you about another song on Ivory Evergreen. Um, you know, it became a huge sensation in the last several months, you know, it wasn't initially worked as a single. Tell me about the genesis of that song, what you what you wanted to capture, what you wanted to write at the very beginning before everything that happened to it.
2: I was having a lot of trouble writing that song. I, I had the—Manny, well, he, he started making the beat. We were listening to music, jam, and whatever. So we were, like, in the same, you know, mindset, energy, whatever. Um, and so I was— I think I just had those those background looks like those fifties like do- op type of things like like those. I had those and that was it. Um like trying for like an hour or two or something. I'm like, oh this is let's just move on, you know, whatever. And then uh, he was just like he was like, no, 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 he's like, no, you gotta keep going, like just take a drink here, sip sip this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I have like a glass of wine and literally don't even write it. I just say the whole thing and it just like comes out in like maybe 30 45 minutes or something like that yeah we did it we did everything except for the bridge like the the part that like blew up i had like this this other song um that was just a demo and i made it in my house like recorded myself engineered myself and it was like you know you really made me hate myself that stuff break, like it was that part and so i was like oh i could probably use that here so i just like put it there and it worked and then it didn't have the You Didn't Deserve Me and it didn't have the at-alls yet. Um, so then I just, like, after I, I recorded that, I just said, you didn't deserve me. I was like, at-all,
3: at-all,
2: at-all, like falsetto. And then I was like, I just it's going to take a while because it was so out of my range to go like, at-all. Like, you know? <laughs> um, so I was just like, you know, it's I mean, it's, it's forever, so I might as well try, you know. That was definitely my favorite part of the song. Like, that was so special. Man. It made me, like... You know, because the song is like you know this classic soulful ballad. You know, it feels like something you know you've you've heard before for sure. You know, is that it, it was like so much love that was like in attention that got put into that song. So when that part blew up, oh, I was so happy.
0: Let's take a listen to Evergreen.
1: Evergreen, it controls me. Was there something wrong? He doesn't even have to try Come on sing that, sing that for me How pretty you fall in love I've cried, I've cried So much for you baby I've been grieving, teasing you Doesn't even have to try. You know really made me hate myself. Had to stop before I break myself. Should've broke it off, blamed myself. didn't deserve it. Apple. 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 One last time.
0: That's evergreen. You didn't deserve me at all. Recorded live in Brooklyn from late in 2022. Omar Apollo is my guest. His new album is Ivory. I am Kaleo on the World Cafe. Um, you grew up in uh, Hobart, Indiana, which is uh, I'd say about an hour southeast of Chicago, depending on traffic. Uh, you know, I was thinking about like I grew up in Chicago, which had a pretty boisterous music scene, right? And I was thinking about like Hobart. You're getting into music. You're a teenager. Was there any sort of music scene to gravitate to locally as you were getting into performing and writing music or getting interested in it?
2: The only scene that there was was at church. And it was just lame. I mean, the music wasn't, it wasn't like gospel or anything. It was CFG, like vibes. (laughs) (laughs) And like there's no harmony. Like, you know, it was just straight up. And I'm like, hey, if you if you guys are singing for God, at least you know add a harmony or something, you know. <laughs> so no no soul there. So
0: that yeah. you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't take anything. For, did you even try?
2: Yeah, I played for two years in the in the. I played guitar. It's actually how I like learned the guitar. I Had a like crush on my guitar teacher. Then I was uh, <laughs> I was just trying to impress him. So every day I'd go and like keep playing, and uh, I caught on super quick. Just suck so, so, just so he could be like. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you got you so good so quick. He's like barely. He didn't speak English. He just spoke Spanish. But
0: I also read that you you know you spent a lot of time with the um, tutorial videos online, improving your singing, working on that. What was going to the college of YouTube like? Because that just seems daunting.
2: <laughs> so, what's the great thing about YouTube is you can you have so much access to do to learn exactly what you want to learn, like very specific. So. I'm going to have ADHD. So that was like one of the things that really stimulate me was the fact that I had access to be able to look up whatever I want and learn it. So I think the first thing I started looking up was how to play guitar chords. So that was when YouTube like first came out and YouTube was, wasn't really like a tutorial place. People weren't making tutorial videos yet like that. It was so new. I, uh, I just started like pausing like music videos and pausing like, uh, live performances, um, of like certain artists. I don't even remember which artists, but, um, and I would just learn, it like, Metallica, probably. You know, I'd, I'd learn the chord. I'd look at their fingers. And even, like, when I was, you know, after that, I got a, ju- get, uh, a job at a guitar store. And then there'd be, like, players coming in every Sunday after they get out of church. And they'd be playing, like, the coolest jazz, like, chords, like, augmented stuff. like Just, like, stuff I had never heard, like, in real life. And so I would just come, go over there and be like, oh, like, what is that chord? And then uh, I think that they assumed that, like, I was going to be... Be like, oh, like turn the amp down or something, you know? But cause I, I was working there, but um, no, was like, I was just like, oh, what, what is that chord? He teaches to me? He's like, yeah. So then I'd pick up a guitar and he'd show me. And that's, I literally learned so many chords, like like a lot. I learned a lot like that.
0: That's, that is bonkers. So if you were going to be making a uh, a tutorial video or a video that we're going to help musicians, what would your specialty be?
2: I think I would be like an unboxing. <laughs> <laughs> Like I just got this laptop. And I made an unboxing video just for me, like no one else. <laughs> I, was like, I just, I like, you know, took off the tape. I was like, wow, like April, Apple really like, you know, the, the way that that they, you know, package their, you know, just dumb stuff like that. They're addictive,
0: aren't no, they? No, no,
2: no. no, it's just like, the, like hearing the, the paper. <laughs> It does something to me. Like like new paper, like fresh packaging, there's energy into it. Like somebody put a lot of thought into how this is going to be received. So that's why I like it.
0: And I I like it because it makes you feel like it's Christmas for whoever's opening it. Like you can feel that excitement. Anyway, uh, well, I guess we won't get tutorial videos. I respect that. Uh, We're here with Omar Apollo on World Cafe. His latest album is called Ivory. Uh, when you spoke with All Things Considered a, a few months back, you said something really poignant that I thought was uh, kind of like I, I understood it. As, a, as anyone who's been a teenager, you don't necessarily want your family to know what's going on in your biz. But you said you didn't want to sing in the house because you were embarrassed. And like I said, if you're a teenager, you don't want anyone knowing what you're getting into. Um, what helped you get past that embarrassment? What helped you get comfortable w- with your musical talent and not being afraid to like have to hide it?
2: Uh, still weird. Still weird. I, not as much. I mean, now if I, if I'm in the living room and, uh, I have a guitar and I'm just singing, my dad will, like comes around with like a camera. <laughs> it's so cute. He's just like, like recorded me sitting there. Then I'm like, okay, well, guess I'll keep going. But, um, how I get over it. I mean, it was weird. And one time I sang for my dad and, and, uh, my first time singing for him, I was probably like 13. I was singing a song. My brother was playing guitar. And then he just like, I was, I you know, finished singing. And then he was like, oh, Chris, you sound good. Like my brother on the guitar, he's like, you sound good, man. And he just like, doesn't look at me. <laughs> and then like, I sang in front of him later. Then he was just like, you sound terrible. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> and then after a while, I, you know, I, I went on YouTube, learned how to sing, I typed in how to sing or how to give vibrato or whatever. And then I learned, and then one day I'm singing in front of him. He's like, oh, you sound good. He said, you sound good. You got good. And I was just like, and this is accomplished.
0: <laughs> that does have to feel a little special about going like, all right, he's on board.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, of course, I think that I, I actually really learned because he told me that I didn't sound good. So I was like, okay, what, is, what does he think is a good singer? So then I started paying attention to what he thought was a good singer. And he loves, you know, traditional Mexican music. And they have these really strong vibratos that are held out for you, like a minute, like, ee- 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 like that, like, there it could be dramatic, but um, <laughs> that's not how I sound, but <laughs> <that's> <laughs> I so um, he loved it when singers did that. Like he would, you know, that's, you know, everyone in Mexico, like they, they love hearing that, that um, mm. it made me figure out what he thought was a good singer found out what it was, learned it, and did it in front of him. And then he was like, oh, like, you're good. You're a good singer now. Like, And I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, what else is there, you know? And so I started doing research and, like, learning how to do runs. And I I would hear runs in my head, but I just couldn't do them. So, yeah, I would just practice, and I would sing.
0: I recorded on my little iPod Touch. It's World Cafe. We're hanging out with Omar Apollo. The album is Ivory. It's available now. Last question I have is something that you said about a year ago. You said, um, you know, you love it when you get a chance to hang out with your fans, you love it when people say hi. I imagine a lot has changed. Do you <laughs> still love it when people come up to you out of nowhere and say hi? You know, when this happened to me the other day. I was
2: like eating, like fully eating. I was like in the corner and then there's two people out of me. So it's like hard for me to get out. Like someone comes up and I are saying, saying hello. And uh, they want to, they, they're like, oh, I don't want to bother you. Like, you know, like, oh, it's okay. Like, it's nice to meet you. What's your name? We're talking. And she's like, do you want to take a, can we take a picture, please? And then I was just like, yeah, yeah. But I get up and this whole thing, you know, take the picture. You know, she's really sweet. And then my homie was just like, like, bro, like you're eating like you could uh, you could you, you could say no like you, you know like it's, it's fine like it's not like you know going to be like a terrible thing you should, like you're not a bad person for saying no and I was just like I can't I I can't right now I I don't have that skill yet <laughs> I was like I don't I just I want to but I can't I mean it gets hectic but I mean like when I, I know where it would be, it'd be hectic at a show it'd be hectic at a festival it'd be hectic you know in like places where you know like our fashion show or you know but if I'm just like walking around it's like you know I definitely, like, it's, I definitely get noticed, like, every day I've been out, which is, like, really crazy now. It's kind of, I was talking about with my friend, and he was like, yeah, it's just going to get crazier. And I was like, for, I was like, for both of us.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, that's awesome. Uh, we're here with Omar Apollo, putting the wraps on in this interview. We've got a live performance to get to. Uh, recorded in November of 2022. Here is Invincible.
1: Hey, I'm not even gonna sing this, alright? Y'all better sing the f got this, alright? You got me. <laughs> well you got it. Loud Louder! Hey, you're gonna have to get twice as loud for me. You're gonna have to get twice as loud, you ready? That's what I was talking about. It's 24 hours after she has will the release. Woo! I miss my girl, it's time to hit the streets. I went to check my dog, got some vitamin C. You won't believe what happened to me. my baby spoke to me He kissed me now, I love his me I tried to go to sleep But my brain on this see What? You won't believe me. Come on you got a job ready uh-huh. I be gone with the high speed now That's my song let me hit that bounce Like boy for the Carlo Brown Checking routines jeans work I'm one, who's was it up. 286, I, I go down if
0: That's invincible for my guest, Omar Apollo, here on the World Cafe. Latest album, Ivory, is available now. Omar, thanks so much for taking time. Uh, Congratulations on the record, and best of luck, bigger and brighter in 2023 for you. Oh, man, thank you so much. It was great to meet you. Great to meet you as well. We're back in a minute with more World Cafe.